Well, hey everyone, Carrie Beck here with Family eBiz. I hope you are doing well. Family eBiz exists to be able to help people stay at home and build the dream business, work alongside you so that you can have an online business and get the freedom and flexibility that most of you are really desiring. That freedom may be for yourself to have more time with your family, or maybe it's to serve and go work with a nonprofit, a cause that you really believe in. We are in the middle of a very long series called Supercharger Marketing. We've already talked about planning, monthly and quarterly planning, time saving. But right now we are in the middle of talking emails, email marketing. Last week, we talked about first impressions. What do you do? What do you include in that first email so that they will keep opening your emails? Um, we talked a little bit about uh, lead magnets and how we use that to get them as a gift for them to um, get on your email list. Today, what I wanna do is talk about 10 common email mistakes that you need to avoid. Before we dive into that, I would just really love it if you would hit the little subscribe button wherever you're listening to this so that we can get this out to more and more people to be able to help them find that freedom and flexibility. And I'm gonna ask you a favor today. Would you just share this with one person that you know this would help? That would be awesome. I really appreciate it. All right, let's dive into the 10 most common mistakes that people make when it comes to email marketing. Number one, you just get too busy to email your list. Now, I'm going to be honest. This is right after Christmas, and that week between Christmas and New Year's, I only had one email scheduled. There was only one email that went out. Thankfully, that went out. But normally, I will send two or three. They're not all sales emails, but I was sort of busy. Actually, to be honest, I took a vacation and I was not online. But many of you are so busy that you don't email your list. You're so busy making those products to be able to make money that you aren't growing your list and keeping in contact and building that relationship. This is one of the most common and fatal flaws that a business can have. You never want your subscriber to forget who you are. You need to be in their inbox. And I will just tell you, some of you have said, oh, I only want to email them once a month because I don't want to overwhelm them. You email once a month, they're going to forget about you. And they don't even see all your emails anyway. So you need to follow a system of getting your emails out there and putting them on autopilot or scheduling them ahead of time. Like it is January. You could take one afternoon and schedule all your emails out once they're written for all of January and all of February and maybe the whole Q1. That is what would be good. Now, I personally recommend AWeber. I have been using that since about 2002 or three. Awesome, awesome tool. There's a free version if you're just not sure. So get in there and there's a link wherever you're listening to this. And when you use that link, you will get a free email writing course from a Weber. So I highly recommend using that link. Yes, it is my affiliate link just to um, be up and up about everything. But they, they give you the ability to schedule ahead of time, to set up campaigns so that you can have a follow-up welcome series that we're talking about next week. So you get too busy to email your list. You spend hours trying to figure out that, excuse me, that autoresponder. How do I do all that? If the tech stuff is bothering you and you are spending hours doing it, find someone that can do it for you. You do not want to outsource your writing to outsource the setting up. And you tell them, I want it on this day and that day. I have an assistant that whenever we do a masterclass or a webinar, 
He sets up all my pre-emails, my reminder emails, and my post emails. And I don't have to do it. I take the time to write them and make sure they are the content. I do not outsource my writing because I want it to be from me and my personality. So keep your attention on writing fantastic emails, not the mechanics. Let a VA take care of that if that's a problem. So you get too busy. The tech is overwhelming. Inconsistency. It's either feast or famine. Now, that was me with Family eBiz about three or four years ago. I would pretty much only email when there was an affiliate promotion that I wanted to share with everyone. I wasn't sending regular content. So how could we overcome this inconsistency problem? One thing I have done is every week I produce new content. Originally, that was a blog post. Now it is this podcast. So every week I always have new, valuable, free content to send my list. What are you doing to send out weekly comment, com comment, weekly content, all right? Don't be feast or famine. Send something out at least once a week, all right? I will tell you, that was my story. And when I would just like go for a few months and then send them a bunch of emails and then go for a while, they don't remember who I am. They've lost relationship with me. They're following someone else. So make sure you are always sending at least one email at the minimum every single week. And that can always be your weekly content. Even if you don't have something to sell, you can start sharing your content, your knowledge, your expertise, and you can encourage them in whatever your niche is. All right, next one is selling. Now, I am not opposed to selling in your emails. But if the only kind of emails that you send out are selling and promotional, that is a mistake. You need to focus first on helping your subscribers. If you've listened to me for any time, I'm always saying serve before you sell. Serve over selling. Mix it up. Your sales messages need to be mixed up with tips, free mini courses, breaking industry news that will help them. Maybe just a funny story about you, something that's happened to, to you in relationship to whatever your uh, your topic is. If they feel like you are helping them and serving them, they are going to grow to know you and like you because you're talking to them and not all about me, but and you're not trying to sell and then to trust you. And let me tell you, when someone trusts you, they are much more likely to buy from you. If they don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you. All right. So selling is okay, but you need to scatter it out with a lot of free content. That's why every week I always send at least one email with my free weekly content. Next, number five, not writing to one person. This is huge. Some of y'all have a list, maybe less than 200, and you are sending out a newsletter as if you were sending it to 50,000 people. Nope. The more personal, the more one-on-one -on -one that you can be, the better. So how do we do this? I would encourage you to imagine that you are writing not to a list of people. It's not a list. You are writing to people. If they feel like they are you are writing to them as a person, they're gonna they're gonna read it. Think of one person, one person maybe that you've met that you know you are helping. And whenever you write that that email, think about them and imagine writing to them. And you may say, dear first name, but think in your head, dear Susan, 
and then think about them and what kinds of things you would say in regards to that. So for instance, in my homeschool thing, maybe I am, well, next week I'm going to be doing, well, let's talk about this week. This week I did one on planning. I might imagine someone who is overwhelmed and has a bunch of kids and they can't seem to get organized and plan. So when I write that email and even the description for my weekly content, I might go, oh, let, I am writing to Leah and this is what her life is like. And then I can sort of picture in my head and write to one person. All right. So imagine someone that you are doing. If you are maybe in the furniture upholstery, imagine helping someone upholster their grandma's chair or a DIY kind of group where you make videos and show them how to do it. Imagine that one person, or maybe it's your Facebook fan. Think of that person. I don't even, I've never met some of these people in person, but I, there are certain ones I can imagine when I write to. So you are not writing to a list an inanimate object, you're writing to people and think of one person. Also, another mistake, number six, is writing about yourself all the time instead of to your subscriber or from your, for your subscriber. You're writing to help them not to brag about yourself. I did this, that, and the other. Now, I will say this, I do include things about me, but it's usually a story that leads into a tip or a strategy or an encouragement. Like we were starting 2024 and I was writing something about, I'm finally getting back in the routine. I'm a little bit late on this podcast. This was last week. And so here it is, finally getting it to you. All right, I wrote a little bit about me, but I, it's sort of an explanation of why I am so late this week in sending that email out. And it's not in a negative way. It's just sort of a positive, hey, here's what's going on. Now, I'm going to give you a real practical tip. How do you quit writing about yourself and you write for your subscriber or to your subscriber? One of the easiest ways you can do this is to help your reader feel that you care about them by using the words you more than I. Just think about it. if you read it and everything in that email says, I, I, me, me, you need to rewrite it as if you're writing to them and it should be more towards them using that words, you or yours, right? That would be a real easy way to switch that mistake to something positive. So um, write to and for your subscriber, not write about yourself. Number seven, being impersonal. Sometimes again, we get so corporate ease. And that's not what they want. The more transparent you are. I have a, a mastermind member, Danielle, and she is all about transparency. And she's, I think, one of the pe reasons people flock to me is because I'm just so down to earth and honest about what's really going on. So be yourself. When you write a message, read it to yourself. Does it sound boring? Is someone else going to want to read it? Or are you just some kind of faceless corporation? Another thing that you may be afraid to inject your, inject your personality, but for me, I'm a Gigi, I'm a grandma. So when I'm writing to those homeschoolers, no, I'm not a mom right now. I am past that stage. And writing as a Gigi gives me a little bit more expertise and experience that I've already walked all those years with my kids at home. Now they are, have their kids. And now I'm reliving it with my young kids that are in school age. 
And so I can take who I am and interject that into my emails. Another thing, I'm a woman of faith. Some of y'all know that, some of you don't. But in my homeschool, that is constantly coming out because I have so many homeschoolers. One of the reasons they homeschool is so that they can share and have their kids grow up in their faith. Now, in family, Ebis, I am not big on just throw it out there and keep it in your face, but I am going to talk about my faith because my faith goes into all areas of my life. And at Christmas time, I wrote a very sincere faith-filled message, even to my business owners, to my uh, family eBiz subscribers. So I don't do it all the time, but I am going to interject my personality again. Don't be afraid to do that because when you do it, there are people that will become immediately attracted to you. And if they aren't and they unsubscribe, they aren't your people anyway. Right. So you are going to put some people off. But again, that's OK. You want to find the ones that you have a connection with. So quit being impersonal. That's a mistake. This one. No reason to even talk about it. Don't swear. Don't curse. Now, some of you may be that may be your style. OK, you can figure that out. But for most of us, if you're going to use swear words or something in your email, you need to be really serious because that can put people off as much as a track. And so a lot of times there are so many people that just opens up a whole can of worms. So just don't do it. Number nine, not tracking or weeding out your email list. So what do I mean? Our email lists are alive. They swell and recede like the tide. They are fluid and ever-changing. People subscribe and unsubscribe, accept it. Don't fret when people unsubscribe. I don't go in and check every week how many people have unsubscribed, but I will look at my stats on my email. I will look at the complaints like the spam complaints. You want to keep that less than 0.1%. All right. And if I see something that's above it, like they've said, this is spam, I'm going to go find out what was in that email. Because that may mean there's more unsubscribes than I realize. I really don't know who unsubscribes um, or if anyone does until like if I'm searching for someone in our system and I can't find them, then I'm like, oh, I guess they unsubscribe. So you do. I mean, it's ebbs and flows. Just accept it. That is a part of life. And if someone unsubscribes, that is just part of online business. And they are not part of your people. Those are not the people that you want. So. It just goes up and down and keep moving. Just hope that you don't want to be going up and down, up and down and going down the whole time. You want to go up and down and a little bit more up and down and up and down so that you have this sort of incline of increase in your subscribers. And then number two, I mean, two, number 10, 10, two, 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 two um, boring subject lines. And I'm going to tell you, um, I see tons of boring subject lines. If your subject line does not create intrigue or interest, amusement, eagerness, excitement, or even anxiety to open, you have boring subject lines. Now, I have a, a, I have a free gift, a lead magnet for you, but I have um, something that if you're listening to this podcast, you can go get my ebook, 37 Best Subject Lines. Um, it normally sells, I think, for $6.95, $7.8, something like that. There will be a link wherever you're listening to this, and it will tell you what you're doing. Um, um, it's going to give you some ideas on writing subject lines. It has a list. Some of them are curiosity-driven. Some of them are numbers-driven. There's all different ways that we can improve our subject lines. And honestly, 
sometimes if I don't have a subject line just off the top of my head, I go open that ebook and skim through and find one or at least a template of one that would work for that email. I use it myself and I even made the thing up. So those are 10 of the most common mistakes in email marketing that you need to avoid. My question to you, and I would love for you to leave a comment wherever you're listening to this, which one of these are you? What if there's just one of those? Which one would you begin to work on? What do you need to change? Leave a comment. Let me know what it is. And let's um, visit back and forth so that I can help you improve your email marketing. You don't want to keep making the same mistakes. And some of these, again, I've already told you some of the mistakes I made. Remember, we have two free resources. One of them is, I think it's 45 email templates in that writing course from A. Weber. And you sign up and then you can have a free account as well. And then 37 best subject lines for emails that will get opened up. That's not the title. That's just what it is. Wherever you're listening to this, those should be linked in the description. Hey, thanks for spending time with me. I am Carrie Beck with Family eBiz. Y'all have a great day.